From MZ Studios in Dallas, Texas, you're listening to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Welcome back to the Tennis Revolution Podcast. Corey is back, baby. I'm here. I say you're back too much because you're gone too much. <laughs> what is your deal? I missed two in like eight months, but... That's two. Two too many. Too many. That's what all the fans say. But I will say that the week... We've had our biggest listenership <laughs> the week you were gone. I'm really busy promoting when I'm not here. That's is that what it is? Uh-huh. So that's why... Okay. All yeah. right. All right. Well, then let's uh, let's have you do that more often. <laughs> I'm hitting the phones. Hey, I tried to do this thing by myself, and it was miserable. <laughs> We're almost by ourselves. Go back and listen to those, everyone. We're, yeah, please don't. I think they're gone. <laughs> We're almost by ourselves today. That's right. We are sans. Is that the Latin for I think so, without yeah. or something? Some language. Whatever. Language is yeah. geography. Or Rebecca's out, thankfully. Now we are <laughs> free to discuss what we want. Oddly enough, every time the female counterpart is out, we discuss something that would probably... Uh, they would enjoy right. and want to chime in. Maybe that's why we do it. I was going to say, I think that's by design. Well, of course, we're in the you know in the midst of, in the middle of, really at the tail end of, uh, which is really the same thing. The middle, <laughs> beginning, and end of grass court season are really the same, yes. one and the same. Um, yeah, so we're a week away from the old Wimbledon starting. Yeah, it's exciting. I don't care um, about this grass court tournament because they just cheapen it so much by making it so short. So if it doesn't mean anything to them, then it means nothing to me. <laughs> well, and, and not only that, they have to have two the same week, so you can't even get all the players in one tournament. You got to split them across two. Yeah, that drives to make me them even less right uh, interesting. And then you're thinking, oh, you know, Federer's going to play some. And, oh wait, they're in the other tournament, so they're not going to play each other. Right, right. Well, uh, so let's really the only. Wimbledon or grass court I want to talk about maybe is just kind of a based on what we've seen a preview of right when we're a little early we're yeah. a little early we'll come up this comes out Tuesday so you're listening to this on the first day you better be you better <laughs> download it immediately upon mid 1201 uh, right uh then we're less than a week away from it starting right so we can sort of and not do, much is going to change because most of the biggest biggest players don't play this week anyway. Right. Some of them need to need to, but they don't. Yeah. Well. Um, so so. The old remember the old good old days the the uh, golden era of Tiger Woods <laughs> career. Okay. Oh, I thought you were going golden era of tennis. Again. No, 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 that too. No, but uh, yes, that, but uh, long gone. Yeah. No, the golden era when Tiger Woods you know, would, would be a threat, a real favorite at every tournament. And right. so the the bet was always Tiger or the field. Right. And for a while we were there with Federer. Oh, yeah. Are we back to that? Is I it mean, Federer or the field now? I have a hard time backtracking because I was so against him skipping the French because I thought you can't just quit for two months and then turn it on. And then he just did. In one of the weakest errors in the history of men's <laughs> tennis, you certainly can. <laughs> Apparently. Um I mean, as bad as everybody else is playing, he has to be the favorite. I don't. I'm not going to take him over the field because I just, uh, like I said, I have to stick with what I've been saying for the last month. Right. But I don't know who I would pick over him at this point. Yeah, it's hard to just. It's hard to imagine that Murray or Djokovic will come out of the woodwork. It's hard to imagine that any of these other people, like you know, Aronich, if he's all in one piece, or Burdich, Chilich. Yeah, I mean. It's hard to imagine that over a two-week period that they'll be able to keep it together, turn it on. Right. You know, although that Chilich, did you watch the Chilich Gonzo yeah, match? Yeah, he looked good. What the a whole tournament. what a high-level match. I yeah. mean, Gonzo won. I mean, if you haven't figured that out by Tuesday again, <laughs> listen to a different podcast because you're not a tennis fan. That was some good quality tennis. It, it yeah. was grass court tennis. Right. When the server was serving, he looked good, and yeah. the and the returner was fighting to stay in the point. Um, well, don't but, you feel like these tournaments are more like real grass and Wimbledon must be slower than these? I don't know. I, I'm hoping. Because these look like the normal grass where serves do, serve dominates, and I feel like Wimbledon, that doesn't really A lot happen. of slice, a yeah. lot of guys kind of doing the old Sharapova reverse 
yeah you know follow through on their on their forehand because it kind of jumps on them right. comes, skids on them off the grass by the way that was our first reference to Sharapova <laughs> latest ever we miss you Maria we miss you <laughs> um yeah so I, I think yeah it's interesting because you know they always t- they've been talking about how it's you know it's slower one of the yeah. one of the sites was faster one of them was slower but uh, you did see some of that you saw more serving and volley yeah so I don't know I I hope it's like lightning at, at the All England Club, to be honest with you. And if it is like Lightning, then how could you not like Federer? I was going to say that favors him even more. Because Nadal, to me, is the only player right now that has the confidence level, even though I don't think he's played a grass court match, but he's got the confidence level to compete with Federer's confidence level. Murray, if he got to a final, he's got a lot of confidence. He's got the home court. You know, maybe that maybe a chance for an upset. <laughs> <but>. Could London <laughs> turn on the Scott? But, but everybody has such a bad record against Federer. How do you choose anyone to beat Federer on a grass court? So it sounds like if you were laying money down on this table right now, it would be <laughs> on Federer or the field. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm going to have to stick with the field because of just my There's philosophy. But, okay. but in any individual match, he's going to be the favorite, no matter who he's playing. Right. I do think because he had so much time off, he does have potential just to be off rhythm in a match and lose. Yeah, but you wouldn't think that would happen early. Right, and the position's not high enough. Right, and he's going to be seated high enough so it's not going to matter. Yeah, I mean, by then he's going to be in rhythm the second he's week. playing guys like you in the first round. So. <laughs> Same outcome, probably, is right. playing him. Yeah, um, I mean, he dominated. Yeah. Dominated um, Alex. Right. Uh, Zverev. Um, Don't you think those guys get up for those matches like the older guys when they play the younger? Because to me, those are like matches that have the, have the ability to turn the tide in tennis. And they look at those and like, at least guy's not beating me. I'm going to stay here for a while longer. Well, they were definitely talking about before the match how this, you know, because I guess Zverev has had some wins against him recently, against Federer recently, and the commentators were talking about, this reminds me of when Federer and Sampras played at Wimbledon, blah, 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 the passing of the torch. Exactly. Uh, Not so fast. (laughs) Not so fast. Roger's keeping the torch for a while. You go with the field. I'm going with Roger. All right. I'm going um, with Roger, yeah, Fe- Federer Express. I did take Nadal over the field in, in the French, but that was a little bit easier to do. Well, that was we were picking individuals. We didn't do the old. Yeah. Well, no, you picked them I anyway. did it with someone else, but yes. Oh, gotcha, um, gotcha. Like, how dare you make predictions <laughs> with someone else? What is wrong but, with you? I mean, I would never gamble uh, of any kind. But Well, you're allowed to if yeah. it's legal. I'm not. <laughs> I don't think anyone's allowed to, but not here anyway. I don't know how that works. Anyway, It wasn't money, I'll put it that way. There you go. Um, well, on the men's side, to me, the Roger story, similar to Nadal and the French, is what makes it compelling. Right. Because if I see a bunch of crappy tennis halfway, you know, again, today's final um, with uh, Gonzo and uh, Chilich was really a good match. Yeah. I enjoyed watching. They fought, you know, it was it was a break in the last second of the first set. It was a a tiebreak win in the second set. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it was uh, you know, you were on the edge of your seat. Uh, they would both go back and forth dominating on their serve and fight back, you know. So, it, it was a good a good match overall. But, again, like you mentioned, maybe before we started today, that uh, they split the two tournaments and right. nobody's in it. Yeah. So, you know, you're not getting a true representation of what it's going to look like, you know, in the fourth or, you know, quarters or something of – a grand slam so well and they i don't know if because you can hold serve easier that makes the pressure i watched the zverev lopez i don't know if you saw that match but it was seven five in the third the only break was at five six in the third the whole match wow so you know that pressure increases when you serve each time because the other guy's holding so easily so they've been all training at the john isner school right. uh, but it's also easier to hold so is the, i don't know how the pressure works in that scenario um i think you know Sometimes a set can be over after a couple of games. You got broken. You know you're not going to break back. Right, but you take a guy like uh, Roger. Um, he's got mo- more variety uh, yeah. on his return, he and can, he can turn it on when he needs to on the return. Right, but I, I think he's just you know he's got more more he can do um, on a return game, and so like strategy changes. You mean like chipping well, it and well, right. coming over it? Yeah, and, I think it's more natural for him to do all those things. I mean, even blocking back forehands, forehand slices. Right. Well, that's back, what he did to Roddick. He would. Right. Roddick might hold 10 times in a row. The then. Hall of Famer? Rod, Andy Roddick, that's how you better <laughs> then, address uh, him from now on. And then at four serving five, Roddick uh, Federer would just say, okay, I'm ready to break, and then end the set. Well, I don't know if it was that easy. No, I know. But, but, but he'd just keep kind of – and listen, 
even at that level, when it's five all or four all, and you're serving, I mean, yeah. now there's a that's what I'm saying. That's what I like pressure. about and, these sets. They're always closer in grass, right? And, you you know, you, and you can see it. Right. You can see across the net in your matches. You play your goofy oh, yeah. league matches. <laughs> you can see when people get a little tight. And right. You can see the same things. Oh yeah. You know, it, it looks a little Which bit different. I like watching that. Right. It no, no, makes it, me feel better. Really, but on grass, it shows up a little more because it's such a tough. You know, the, with the ball skidding, you got to keep right. up with it. You don't have as much time. Uh, so if you get a little tight. It can go awry. I mean, you see a lot more shanks out of yeah. the stadium. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, on those deep balls. So, depth kills, as they say. <laughs> well, Mueller had a 1917 tiebreak that I happened to watch. Yeah. And it was all, all serve. I don't I think there was one. Well, there obviously was one at the end, but I think there was two points where the server lost out of 36 until the wow. last point. So, but again, that's pressure every time. I mean, you're serving down match point, up match point, or set point in this case. But, um, you know, that was crazy, and I think that grass lends itself to those closer matches. Right. Well, if um, if the grass is the same sort of speed that we saw with, you know, with the Queens tournament with uh, Lopez winning, then I'm happy. Then then I'm, I'm feeling pretty good right. about the surface and that there's a difference between these services. And, it, of course, they're talking about how the U.S. Open's faster, so we'll see. But When Lopez is a serving volleyer, hard hitters so that yeah that will make different people be in the final you know eight or 16 than maybe Fun, yeah well definitely than clay and even right slower hard courts right which to me is what i want i want a little bit of variety i don't care if I mean, i'm happy if federer jokic murray and all those guys are there but let's get a few different people in there yeah let's get some guys that do some different things that lend right. themselves to that yeah you know surface specific game misha to me i think that's where your argument comes about sampras i mean now the surfaces are so much um so similar it's easy to win you know to compete in all four majors or you right. couldn't do that in the nineties right? because they were so, they were all so different. Even Australian was a lot different than, than the U S open. Yeah. That rebound ace, that yeah. rubbery nonsense. Where Agassi dominated all the time. Yeah. Well, that was, that was, uh, crushed up or ground up tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I think it was in tennis balls too. Rubber. Or, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, who knows <laughs> other, ru- other rubber things I don't want to talk about, but <laughs> But yeah, the problem was it, it gets so hot. Yeah, and then it would it would get melty and grippy and grabby. Yeah, and people kept getting hurt. Yeah, so you would start getting getting you know. So put it somewhere uh, that'd probably be a good surface, you know, in Wisconsin <laughs> or somewhere where it snows a lot or something, and where you need a higher bounce too because it's colder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm excited about Wimbledon. The women's draw is, you know, who knows. I think well, if you want unpredictability, you have the women's, and if you want predictability, you have the men's. Yeah, and listen, you hear you hear podcasts. Not that y'all better be listening <laughs> to other podcasts out there. You hear me? But you know, other people just in general, people don't want to acknowledge that the women's without Serena is wide open. Yeah, it is. It is mayhem, but that is not necessarily a criticism to right. me. As a matter of fact, it goes the other way. We criticize the guys for a while because yeah. it's the same. The, the big four. There, there's a name for them. The big right. four. Which means you only had four people in the semis every time, right. and you wanted to, you know, it was ridiculous. So with the women, at least, without Serena, the big one, <laughs> um, the big one and a half, she's <laughs> she's playing for two now. Um, you know, now now it, every match is wide open. Every round, who knows who's going to lose, get upset. Oh, yeah. Well, I'd it, be surprised if any of the four people that were in the semis of the French are in the semis of this. I hope they're not. And not because of surface, just because that's how up and down everybody is right now. Well, and also, I, well, the service should play a bigger yeah. role, but I, you know, I hope not. I hope it looks tremendously different. That, that, that would make it a heck of a lot more fun. But I think that's kind of, it's good that we have one kind of predictable and one unpredictable. If they were both really predictable, that would be boring. Right. And if they're both unpredictable, it's like, well, I don't want to watch these strangers play. Right. Well, um, I don't mind watching strangers play. I don't mind not knowing who they are if... It's a high it's, level. Yeah, it's a high yeah. high. They're playing at a decent level and is competitive, right? Or, or you know, knowing one of them, or you know, I will say, except for BN Network, <laughs> get yourself together, BN. Y'all are pitiful. The commentating is awful. But yeah, has Tennis Channel just farmed out all the women's tournaments? I guess I don't know. It's kind of a weird. Well, it's not the Tennis Channel. It's I mean, the WTA That's makes true. their own contract, right, right, right. so. Don't blame the tennis channel for being <laughs> sexist. It's the you know maybe, maybe they, they didn't offer them, yeah, or maybe they didn't offer enough money or whatever. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know how it all works. I'm I'm you know 
have a podcast. I barely, <laughs> barely know how this well, works. But promotion, because until you guys mentioned it on here, I didn't even know, number one, what BN Network was, and number two, that Timmis was on there. Right. So yeah, you don't gotta, see it. They've got to get the word out somehow. Well, if you're watching some, you know, German league soccer or something, that's yeah, on there. Right. I mean, wait, you know, uh, like I said, on DirecTV, it's 620. So it's up there. Yeah. It's all up with Outdoor Sports <laughs> Network and the, you know, Shoot uh, Wild Hog in the Face channel. <laughs> fishing and, channel. Right. Whatever else. You know, Fishing with a Sharpened Stick channel. <laughs> all those cool Manly Man channels right. that uh, are. And then there's a little tennis. Yeah. little dainty tennis that nobody gives any respect to. That half the people don't. They're uh, men. Channels that half the people don't have. They're men. And the men are too. <laughs> no, I didn't mean <laughs> Well, that. that's what you have to, to me when you're, this is kind of off topic, but if you've got a sport of any kind, let's say that some company offers me 10 million to show my sport. Well, if only, you know, a million people have that channel, that doesn't help me in the long run. I get more money right now. Sure. But if people don't see my sport, so that's what I well, worry I'm about with you, I'm telling you right now, I, I don't know when this deal got struck. Or if there was an opt-out clause or something, right. but I guarantee you, Serena being out has a lot to do with a lot of this. Yeah, I mean, come on. I, again, I don't know how any of this works. Right, I, it's all magic to me. <laughs> Harry Potter is back there with his magic wand, <laughs> you know, whatever. But it 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 would make sense. Right. I mean, you know, she's the draw. I mean, well, it's totally strange to me to have the same tournament men we did this week, but with men's and women's, and have the women's draw on one channel and the men's draw on another channel. That is definitely odd. That's what I don't understand. Um, well, again, it's not. If Wimbledon did that, that would be crazy. I mean, for us to have. Well, that's well, the Wim, w- the Grand Slams are run by the same organization. Yeah, so they can. But I mean, they could theoretically sell it that way if they wanted to. They were going to put, you know, women's on this channel no, and doubles cru- on this channel. They and, get crucified. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm surprised that we haven't heard more about that. Well, we might be the only place to hear it. I mean, come on. All controversial topics start here, starting a controversy. BN Network. So, <laughs> well, all right. So. Uh, now, on the women's side, I don't know that we can make a prediction. I'm just I'm predicting mayhem. <laughs> Let's do this. Out of the top eight seeds, how many of the top eight seeds lose in the first round? Uh, at least one. Okay. I don't know that I'm willing to go more than All right. one. All right. So the first round is pretty hard, unusual to lose, be. even can though Kerber be. did lose in the French. Right. All right. So. How many of the top eight seeds? I did think I do think Ostapenko will lose the first two rounds. I'll write that down. Okay. All right. We'll remember that. We don't need to write it down. We're That's recording. <laughs> it's it's uh, modern day technology. Call in and remind us. Um, nice. So, uh, all right. So, top eight women seeds by the fourth round. How many are? How many are left? left? Or how, or how, uh, however you want to say it. I'll say there's. I'll say there's two left. Three left. In the round of 16. Wow. That few. Woo-wee. Which is probably about what it was in the French. I don't know. Does grass even it out, though, just because you've got, you know, the server actually right. has the advantage they should have normally? Yeah. On clay, they don't, particularly on the women's side. Yeah, so. I mean, you don't have as many grass court specialists that are going to ruin people's day. I just think the top eight right now isn't even the real top eight. It's just a random sort of hodgepodge of people. <laughs> <laughs> and next, They flip coins. Next month, it'll be a different top eight. And, you know, the month after that, it'll be a different top eight. Whereas the men's been the same top eight for six of the eight are probably the same from five years ago. Right. With yeah, wow, that's bold. That's listen. You don't do you don't do many bold things on this <laughs> podcast. Um, but that's uh. So you think five will fall? Yes. Before by, by the, the round, round of sixteen. Of, round of sixteen. Uh, I think I think I'm gonna go. Mm, mm. I'm going to go 50%. Okay. So four of the top eight will be in the final 16. But there will be two unseated players That's w- what I, yeah, with them. That's what I think. Completely, or n- maybe not a qualifier. Let's get <laughs> Oh, I think there'll be a qualifier in the round of 16 for sure. Well, like you said, qualifier. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, so, all right, so here we have, so we got Kerber. This is the ranking. Kerber, Holop, Pliskova. Serena obviously is not in there. Uh, Svitolina, Sibokova, Joanna Kanta, Wozniacki, Radwanska, and V. Will is 11, but she makes it, she's, you know, yeah. top 10. So oh, there are some good grass court players in there. Um, well, Pliskova's good grass. That also doesn't matter. Right. Again. Uh, but like I said, I think the grass kind of helps their advantage as servers because, again, they're not going to be serving as big as the guys, but having that grass helps speed it up. 
if it's fast grass. If it's right. slower, then we're back to square one. So how crazy is that that a Grand Slam champion is in the top isn't in the top eleven? <laughs> you must be fifteen, sixteen, somewhere in there. No, well Venus is. No, Ostapenko. I mean, she's not oh, even in the top. Oh, she's not even in the top eleven. She's thirteen. Yeah, that's crazy. She's thirteen. Well, hey, you got to break out somewhere, and this is a breakout. Right. So now here comes Wimbledon. We're going to see. No, first or second round loss. All right. <laughs> I uh, I don't disagree. And Venus and Kerber are going to flame out early. All right, on to mixed doubles prediction. <laughs> Everybody, we've got three seconds left. Here. So no, <laughs> just kidding. We're not talking about mixed. No, uh, please. Listen, here's the only person that I want to win mixed doubles. Rish. Martina Hingis. Oh, that'd be great. I, I mean, you know, I, I'll always like her as a player. Yeah. Well, and Wimbledon is still that crazy tournament that does three out of five sets in the doubles in men's. Thankfully. And they do it throughout the tournament, not do just it. in the final. Do it. Um, and they play ad. That's weird. No, yeah. So and and no fifths at tie breaks. So, I mean, you're playing a lot of tennis. You're playing singles and doubles. I like it. I don't think there's many doing singles, doubles mixed, but. God, can you believe Ostapenko's only singles title was a Grand Slam? <laughs> Jesus. Tell, yeah. me, tell me the women aren't predictable or are predictable. And are. so I would love it. They aren't, I mean. By the way, I would love it if she won this tournament or even made the finals. That, to me, would be a bigger story almost than her winning the first one. Qu- uh, well, yeah, because it doesn't happen much. Right. Quarter, I think quarters, yeah. just building on the success would be good. Right. I don't think she's going to be – she's not going to be able to – again, if the grass is fast, she's not going to be able to take that wind-up she does on her right. forehand and hit the shit out of it Yeah. and have the same results. And her serve is a, not a liability. That, the grass is not going to help that – yeah. Serve at all right. in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> she needs to stand on bricks or something. You got to do something. Add something. More, hey, more Get core. Lifts, lifts in her shoes. More core. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so that's going to hurt her a lot if she plays a big server because you can't get broken six times a match. And no, win, and Wimbledon, Wimbledon is stuffy, right? Yeah. It's traditional. It's, you know, you wear the all white and all that kind of crap, which pisses me off a little. It's like, come on, get over yourselves. But... It's just like the damn clay court season. I talk smack about it, but then it's here and I get all hyped up. I'm just a sucker for hype. I mean, I'm the white, hyped, the I'm, white is unnecessary. I'm but. getting hyped up from Wimbledon. Yeah. I mean, you, you see the commercials now and they kind of go down the grounds and so, some of the old buildings with the ivy and all that crap. <laughs> oh, it's great. It never changes from year to and, year. Yeah, you get all hyped up. And so, damn it, they got me. They got me. <laughs> I'm fired up for Wimbledon. So there's our predictions. We have no idea who's going to win the women, <laughs> but we know it's going to be carnage. And I'm picking Fetter over the field, and Corey is picking the field. Yes, I have 127 opportunities to win. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Which may not be enough. Right. Well, I've got something else exciting to talk about. Something else I get fired up about. Uh-oh. Yeah, we'll do that when we come back. <laughs> It's time to join the revolution. Go to our website, tennisrevolutionpodcast.com to get the latest episodes, email us your questions and comments, or give us show ideas. All right, we're back. Are you uh, on the edge of your seat waiting to figure out what I'm going to bring to the table here? <laughs> I'm ready for Wimbledon now. I'm excited. Yeah, we're done. Who cares? It's over. <laughs> Another I, week away. Yeah. Well, and listen, we'll talk a little bit about it next week, yeah. even though it'll be into you know Tuesday. Yeah. Half that, the top eight will be gone by then. <laughs> yeah, right. On the women's side. <laughs> yeah. and, and Federal are already won, probably. <laughs> so, uh, so, no, there was a uh, celebration recently. I don't know if you heard. Well, I don't know. No, there are many nothing. celebrations all the time, but not a tennis related. Not one your impending, not your impending marriage or engagement. Yes. No, not that. Um, no, there was a birthday celebrated. Hmm, no, I didn't know about this. Forty-five years. Hmm. Who could that be? Say me. I'll punch you right in your face. <laughs> Do I look forty-five? Do I act forty-five? <laughs> no, I'm forty-four. So thanks for noticing. <laughs> uh, no, Title Nine. There you go. Have you ever heard of it? I have. You don't follow it. <laughs> you sexist son of a bitch. <laughs> Title IX celebrated its 45th anniversary of ruining... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk about the merits of Title IX. That's a whole other podcast right. and a podcast that uh, I don't know if people would want to hear it or not. There's a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo <laughs> and all that crap. I don't know. But 
I do want to talk about it from the standpoint of how you know, college tennis, and again, we're going into a Grand Slam, right? And there's not a, a lot of American sightings, yeah, uh, in <laughs> in the tournaments lately. Well, explain what it is, even though most people probably know at least just right. the general. Yeah, Title idea Nine. What it is? Uh, title Nine, very much like Title One through Eight. <laughs> I don't have any idea what yeah, those titles are. I don't think anybody are. knows what the other titles. I are. I do think they're part of the education code. There you go. So that's something. Uh, basically it has to do with gender equality, right. you know, giving women opportunities in high school and college sports. Um, so and now meaning basically you have to have the same number of uh, who, uh, players or sports. Uh, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very, it's all very, whatever. Yeah. Uh, bottom line is, is or opportunities like opportunities said. basically. Yeah. So to make sure that everything's fair, that you don't have a men's tennis team where you're spending 200 grand on and you're making the women uh, players buy their own uniforms, right. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, or even having the same opportunity, like having the, the sports on campus to participate. Now, again, there are reasonable, you wouldn't guess it, but there are reasonable arguments on both sides on yeah. how it's hurt and how it's helped. And obviously like anything in the world, there are pluses and minuses. It has hurt and it has helped. No question. I don't care. Right. That's a separate argument. I'll let yeah. people on ESPN <laughs> talk about that. But what I want to talk about, first of all, there is a tennis connection to Title IX. Because Billie Jean King, you know, has been outspoken since back in the day right. uh, when she really helped get, you know, the women's tennis uh, league off the ground, the WT yeah. off the ground. And Venus Williams, I think, was more involved in it later. Maybe not Title IX, but just the same kind of thing. Equal prize money where it... Right. Some of the, yeah, some of the tournaments they were They kind of use that as a precedent for right. future... Right. Developments. So all that kind of stuff came about, you know, all you know, back in the seventies, and that was, you know, um, when it was all happening. And uh, and you weren't alive in the seventies, were you? Not quite. No. no. Okay. I was. I was a little tight. So I was a little <laughs> in the seventies. So I wasn't aware of it. Uh, but nonetheless, like I said, I don't, it's not a Title Nine thing. But there is that tennis connection with Billie yeah. Jean King and kind of all the work she did for equality, et cetera, et cetera. And they named a stadium after her, or a tennis center, or <laughs> right. a, a whatever. Or, or we just need uh, our sports now called Billie Jean King. <laughs> so the the yeah. Um, but one of the ways that uh, detractors say it has hurt is the number of te- men's tennis programs in other sports, but we don't care about right wrestling and stuff. Uh, 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 the other sports that have gotten axed right in departments because of it now. It's impossible to go through. I, not impossible. We're not going to do it. But it's it's it would be difficult to go back, look at every college that has cut a men's program and still has a women's because they cut both and right. they just hate tennis. But if they cut a men's program, and to see if what the reasoning behind it was was yeah. it because they have football which takes up too much, you know, on the men's side, so they have to get rid of men's sports to balance it out. Right. Which ultimately is de facto the opposite of what Title IX is supposed to do. It's supposed to increase opportunities for women, not bring down men's opportunities to equal women's right. opportunities. But again, I said I wasn't going to talk about that, but here <laughs> I go. But um, but I think it ties in, and it got me thinking, because I saw an article tied into this whole thing about dropping tennis programs. And the argu- the article basically was asking the question, hey, why not just get rid of scholarships and keep the program? So if you're going to get rid of, you know, like um, University of North Texas has women only. Right. I, I believe they had men's at some point back in the day. Uh, Texas State, which used to be Southwest Texas State, now just Texas State down in San Marcos, Texas and South Texas, they used to have men. Yeah. And in the late 90s, they cut it. Missouri only has women's too. And I'm sure they obviously had men's at some point. You would think. So what if, you know, what if they just decided, hey, cut the scholarships, but we'll keep the teams. Right. Now. And that's what I'm asking. I'm wondering if that, does that still follow the rules or. Well, let's just assume it does. Right. Just because to be honest. Because then the money's not changing. That's the most important part of the thing is the money well, the scholarship has to money. be equal right right um right but so but now what you're talking about is going into a season playing against other teams you know if you're missouri and you have right. a men's team with no scholarships <laughs> and you have to go playing play, ut and a yeah. and everybody well, else. right so 
Um, that, you know, that's a little tougher, uh, a lot, impossible. <laughs> but uh, but so, uh, but I got to thinking about that because I think with international players, Americans don't have a lot of opportunities. Right. Um, and now that's another topic that's, you know, that we won't get too deep into. But ultimately, if I'm a mid-level coach, if I'm not at Duke or Stanford or somewhere that can get any American I want, guess what? I've got to get players where I can get them. Right. If there's pressure for me to win, and this is within the rules, I got to do it. I got to go to South America or go to Europe or wherever and get players so I can compete with the top Americans. Yeah, so, I don't think they're going to put on your resume, you know, had eight Americans. They're going to put, you know, conference championships or national championships. They're not going to care how many Americans right. you get on the team if you're losing every season. Right. Um, but if you had schools that got rid of scholarships, now I know that's not a great opportunity for, you know, to, to go and pay for you. Right. But you're still playing college tennis. It's going to open up more opportunities for college players. And I think two things. Number one, if it keeps a college tennis program on the map, start there. I think if you right. if you have the choice between no tennis, bye-bye, pick up, you know, curling, right. I don't know what they add, or, I mean, a team that you're going to get your ass kicked every week, but a team nonetheless where yeah. you've got eight players, ten players, you've got, a, you know, uniforms and everything, um, you can go play D3 schools, you can yeah. go do a lot and just, you know, yeah, because you can still choose who you play to some and degree. To be fair, I don't think a Texas or you know somebody if if Texas was getting getting rid of ten, men's tennis, I don't think they would go for that option because they don't want to get murdered right. in their conference. Yeah. They, they don't want that. But a lower level school, a mid major type school, or or D two school, why not? Right. I mean, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think as long as there's still a program, you know, that's the opportunity that you're talking about. I mean, the idea to me is to have always have the opportunity to play your sport. Right. Um, you know, if you don't want to take the opportunity, that's up to you. But to be at that big, a big school and not have the opportunity, like you said, kind of defeats the purpose of what that Title IX was supposed to do. Right. And I think that's the biggest thing that we deal with in our sport. Now, wrestling has been hurt dramatically worse. That was kind of the main one. But, you know, to be fair, wrestling is not a hugely popular sport nationwide. It right. is in certain pockets, yeah. Midwest or wherever. It's certainly not at all age groups, whereas tennis, you know, you're starting – eight, nine, ten, and going all the way up. I see wrestling as kind of a high school sport, and that's it. Well, and here's the thing. So this may, th this reading that article, the birthday of Title IX, got me thinking, but not about what we talked about so far. Uh, what I really want to talk about is taking it a step further, because if you have programs that at least are on the books with no scholarships but still have spots to play, you're going to have more Americans playing tennis. Now, will that – as is right now, immediately, will that help? No, because right. it's not the top Americans. It's not scholarships. And so there's not a real incentive for anybody that's at the top echelon of American tennis. Right. But I think the more tennis programs you have, the healthier American tennis is. And I think that we could see that, but translated if we eliminated internationals. Yeah. Because, again, I don't know how you would do it because there is pressure to win right. and you still got to do what you got to do. But if you have maybe 10 schools that are 70% or better American, that leaves a lot of good players out in the cold yeah. and even maybe something you don't see. And that's a lot of boys and girls, 12s and 14s not being as motivated and kind of right. not really seeing a light at the end of the tunnel. Whereas you go out to a, you know, a YMCA somewhere, you go in and you watch, you know, their rec league basketball games during the summer. Every one of those kids has a chance. Right. Not because they're, you know, that YMCA is amazing, although it might be. <laughs> but, but, you know, but they have, in their minds, they have a chance to go from this YMCA right. to high school to college to the NBA or the WNBA, yeah. which doesn't really count. So it's defeating <laughs> my argument. Don't get me started. But, you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I think as a stopgap emergency measure, I think, yeah, if, if that follows what, you know, the rules and matches with what Title IX wants, just cut the scholarships if you want, but keep the team. Right. And then from and then the other side of that is, can you ever get to the point where you can start really ratcheting back 
on internationals. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you can always go with restrictions and say, well, maybe you can only have two international or three international, which you know things like that. But then, then you're just putting players on the team just to fill a roster spot, and you're not really putting them. Like if you have six international players, well, those are your six top six, and then you got seven through twelve American. I don't know if that's really accomplishing anything. Well, no, for sure. We definitely don't want to do it that way. But I think a, 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 a limit on just total number of internationals on the roster. Right. I don't think that's un, unreasonable. No. Now, one argument, you know, is that tax dollars, blah, blah, blah. But most athletics or a lot of athletics programs are not funded by tax dollars. I mean... They're not. They're fu- they're funded by student fees, right? Now, other things at the school are funded by tax dollars, you know. But inter- international students are allowed to go to school, right? So I don't know what the legal ramifications. But the other side of that is, is you know, I mean, the international people can't sue. I don't think they have standing <laughs> if they're not here, right? But well, you know, and you can't blame the coaches, like you said, because they're just trying to get the best players they can get. And if every other team, because I hear this argument in USTA tennis all the time, well. You know, the other team's recruiting those guys. I've got to recruit those guys to compete, which, I mean, is a valid argument. You know, you've got to recruit the players you can get to beat the other team's players. Right. Well, I'm just sick of seeing Grand Slams go by with no Americans. And so I'm just – I was reading that, and I'm just – I'm wondering, again, not to cause trouble or mayhem around Title Nine, not on this podcast anyway. Um, but first of all, I'm wondering how much different American tennis would have looked if – 80 plus programs wouldn't have been dropped. Right. Because that's what it is. Over yeah. 80, eight zero programs have been dropped. Well, and there has to be a trickle down effect of that. If in, you know, even with tennis and say siblings, well, I've got a sibling that was, you know, going to go to college for tennis and the program got dropped. Well, I'm not going to play tennis. You know, my older brother got kicked out. Why? I'm going to switch to something else. Oh, yeah. So there's got to be that has to play into it to some degree. Just knowing that that tennis is not thriving in college, well, I'm going to put my son in, you know, lacrosse or something else that's that's more likely to get him a right. scholarship or whatever. Well, and here's the other thing is that it, there's not a silver bullet. You know, there's not a one right. of this, do this, and we're back, baby. Yeah. The USA is back. <laughs> you know, because I don't think, you know, first of all, anytime an international player comes over here and disrespects our tennis, it's kind of, when they do that for soccer, when the rest of the world doesn't respect our soccer, okay, I right. got it. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, you're right. Uh, we're not good, okay? We barely make, you know, when World Cup, we barely get out of the group stage yeah. and then, you know, if whatever. Even. And it's a miracle if we win, you know, whatever. So um, so you get that. But we've had periods throughout our in, our history in tennis in this country where we have been dominant right. as a nation and still are in women's, in, well, at least in terms of Grand Slams. Right. We are in women's, and, but I mean top to bottom right. where you've got, you know. Five of the top ten or four of the top ten. Does anybody want to talk about the golden era of <laughs> tennis? The golden um, era of American tennis for yeah, sure well, was no, the that's 90s. True. 90s. And well, look, even the 80s, the 70s. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, so um, we've always had periods where we've had a ton of good players. And I'm not saying any of this kind of stuff will fix it. Completely. All I'm saying is, hey, if we did this, maybe we'd kind of hold that'd be a placeholder until this happened, and then maybe right. this happened. Now we'd see the tide turn. Because one other big giant piece of it, you know what it is. You know what I'm gonna say? No. Four letters, baby. The <laughs> it's US- not the four letter words you usually say. N- well, no, the USTA. <laughs> oh yeah, well of course. You know, because they're a, a major problem. Right. Because uh, they seem to act like. They're the governing body of tennis, and they're the ones that at, want at to at all levels. And yeah, they want to grow the game. Yet, we're getting programs <laughs> cut from college. How is that possible? They don't cut basketball and football, right? Because the most popular two sports in the country are those and baseball. Yeah. Um. So if they cut, if they if a college cuts those, first of all, it's huge news, right? And then it's because the school's about to go bankrupt. Yeah. And they can't cut classes, or they're not a right a college anymore. And, and oftentimes, it's only temporary too. A year or two, they get it back. Right, exactly. Figure figure things out. So I think I think the USTA is a big part of it, a big prob part of the problem. And they're you know I lay it all at their feet though, because if we were more popular, we would not be talking about dropping tennis. Right. We weren't talking about dropping programs 
when you know Connors was winning, and then you know later yeah. McEnroe, and then you know um, there were some. But again, there's other reasons programs get dropped, but it seemingly the bulk of them end up being men's tennis to right. to match up to. So yeah, so between eighty one and ninety nine. 84 men's tennis teams got cut. Yeah. 84. That is unreal. Well, and that's during a, during the somewhat popular time of tennis. Right. So it's probably gone up since then. You, well, well, you can't. Or if they didn't give them back. Yeah, if they didn't yeah, they got back. Yeah, they, you got, you got, once you kind of take, take <laughs> enough away, you just right. can't match those numbers. Um, well, and kind of to strengthen your argument, now with pro tennis being more you know, older, people players peaking later, four years of college tennis would prepare you, you know, greatly for the tour. There's well, a lot of players now doing well, 25, 26, 27, and right. a lot of them played college tennis. Well, John ba- Isner and all those guys. Basketball is our sport. Yeah. As an, an American, and we're the best at it. Right. And it, American football, not, you know, European football, American football is our sport, and we're the best at it. Now, of course, those two things, we jump-started in those because they, they started here. Right. So we were playing them before anybody else. But... They also have a system, uh, like I was saying, the YMCA example. You can go from the YMCA up to, you know, more national type, like, you know, AAU leagues and that kind of stuff, into high school, and then into college, and then ultimately NBA, and now you're, you know, um, a multimillionaire. The same (laughs) thing with football. But the thing they have in common is you go through college. Right. Baseball, hockey, you go through college. You don't have to. Right. But they have their own farm system. But you go through college, and I think, baseball obviously is international players too. But they're our sport, though, so we're yeah, way ahead, right? But yeah, you're right. I mean, there's still there's a lot of Dominican and yeah. you know uh, Central American, but I don't players. think as much at the college level, right? Do you think there's a Canadian podcast going on right now that says, "Man, those Americans are coming in and taking our football spots"? <laughs> uh, they are. The though, CFL has got to be like all American players. Yeah, but there's only 15 people in Canada total in there <laughs> that, that play football or watch football. Yeah, that aren't skiing. <laughs> eh? Yeah. Or ice fishing. Um so if if somehow so basically what I'm getting at is if we moved towards more of the model like basketball and football where college tennis was a springboard to tennis right. and there's a million moving parts. Yeah. I think one of the parts is you you just mentioned is an important one and that's that the peak of your career is trending older. Right. Everything's shifting a little bit older, which gives you time to get out of college. Yeah. And listen, you know what a lot of college players do? They play pro tournaments. Right. You know when they play them? During their season. You know who pays for it? Their coach, yeah. their budget. So, you know, you can do all of those things. You don't have to, you know, play futures tournaments only. You know, when you've got free access to coaching you know, training, now, gym. Uh, to be fair, the the type of coaching and the type of, you know, training you need to, to achieve the highest levels, you don't get in college anymore. Right. But There's, then you're going to have to pay for it. There, well, that's true. There's so many restrictions and so but that's a good point too. You, yeah, I mean, to survive out there, you, you know, you're going to pay your coach and, um, you know, they're going to get a piece of everything right. and all that. But, but the point is, is that uh, you can do that coaching outside of your season right. regularly, you yeah. know. Um, so, so do you think there should be a minimum, like you should have to go through college to get on the tour? Well, no, we, that's impossible to do mm-hmm. because you're talking about a pro circuit. Well, it's not American, but I guess. Exactly. Yeah, right. You're talking about a pro circuit that's worldwide. Yeah. And then you're going to say, all right, we got a new rule <laughs> only. But I mean, to be fair, obviously a lot of internationals are playing American, yeah. so it would affect them too. But no, I just don't think they'd ever do that because they don't care. Right. There's no, there's no group of owners that are making rules that are sort of trying to manage and balance the health of college with the health of the pro. Cause it, believe it or not, I think in the NBA, I think they do look at that because yeah. they have that rule, you right. know, now they have a rule. They used to, you know, they, you can come right out of high school yeah. and now they kind of stop that. And they're talking about you know? going to two years, even maybe right. In college. And in baseball, if you don't, if you decide to go to college and not, you know, get drafted, then you have, you have to wait until after your junior year. Right. Um, and I, hockey might be similar. Um, you can get drafted out of high school, but if you decide to go to, to college, you've got to wait. When um, you see how big a story it is in tennis when some 16-year-old wins or 17-year-old, so they want those kind of 
young, you know, up and coming stories. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if they care. I really well, don't. Yeah. I mean, I think they want the best, I'll put it this way. They want the best players in. They don't care if they're 16 or 40 or, you know, they, they don't like, it wouldn't matter to them if somebody played college tennis or not, like he, you were saying. Here's the other argument though, is that if on the front end, because it's going to take time, right? Because like I said, there's a lot of moving parts. A lot of things that have to all trend the same way at the same time or around the same time for it to start changing. Changing it to where you limit internationals is one. The USTA getting their lives together and just focusing on grassroots and growing numbers. So right. we, we have a base in this you know country of tennis players that hasn't been stagnant for the past eight years. And then when that happens and we start to get deeper in American tennis – now the competition matters a bit more. Right. You know, but again, you're not talking about the number six player on, I don't care how good the team is. Number right. six player is not, this is not no. who we're talking about. We're talking about the, you know, the upper echelon of players. So. Oh, I think we're 10 years away from a number one man, if not longer. I mean, I just don't see it on the horizon. Oh, number soon. one in the, in the world. Right. American. Right, right, right. As we haven't had a top five. Right. Since Roddick. Well, the upside is Hall of Famer. <laughs> the upside is uh, it's uh, an individual sport, so we can have one. Right. You know, we, we don't Outlier. have to have the 90s type era. Well, like the Williams sister didn't really go through USTA programs and right. probably did at some point, but there are ways to do it, but it would help if, like you said, they had a little path or assistance well, pathway. So ultimately, all of that stuff with the Title IX and all that and that hurting college tennis and college tennis kind of not being a pathway to the pros anymore – so what I ultimately what I'm saying is something one of the things I think that would really help American tennis, which is what we all want to see. That's a reason why we have this podcast. Why does tennis suck in America? Right. Because we just started. Don't <laughs> worry. The longer we're on air, the better we'll get. Right. If they listen. But uh but ultimately we need to start moving in a direction or in directions that will move us towards college being you know, a, a not. How about this? Maybe not a pathway, an opportunity, but not an obstacle or yeah. not a waste of time to make it worthwhile to where you can make a jump, your two or three or four years in college. And again, we've seen it, Isner, and you know Stevie Johnson, James Blake back right. in the day. I mean, there's players that do yeah. come through, and on the women's side too, there are players that come through, but you know, it's not as prevalent. And well, and the, the juniors have to know those opportunities are there, and the parents for it to be. A motivating factor right. as you're 12 and 13 exactly. and 14 that you have a real shot to, yeah, exactly. Because if you're equally talented in tennis and baseball, why would you ever choose tennis right now if you want your kid to play college? Right. Because um, they've got to be a lot better tennis player than they do baseball player to play college. Right. I agree. Now, to be fair, there's a billion baseball players in this right. country, uh, you know, so, but, uh, but I, I do think. Again, I don't think it needs to be – I don't think moving to – like that's the only way to get to the next level, but I think we need to start moving in a direction where college tennis is not an obstacle or, you know, a kind of – you're not settling right. for college tennis, that it, it actually can help you. Let's say you're 17, 18, you're about to graduate high school and you're not quite there. Right now, those kids think, all right, I'm going to college, I'm done. My right. dream is over. We need to change that. Yeah. We need to change that. So, And I think that over time, I think that will, like you said, I think that will provide a, a motivating factor for the youngsters. And then, you know, that's what it's all about. Motivation and the dreams and right. all. I mean, what's wrong with that dream? You know, what's wrong with that dream being, uh, you know, a big factor to push kids into playing a sport? I mean, they do that in every other sport. They watch baseball on TV and they want to be. Right. You know, whoever. I don't watch baseball. Uh, <laughs> go Pirates. Cal Ripken. So, there you yeah, go. That's somebody, the last time I watched. Right. All right. So there you go. So, right. Happy birthday, Title Nine is what this was about, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get Title Nine cake. <laughs> Any excuse to get cake, we'll go for it. Nice. Well, anything else? You think we solved the world's problem? Did we make American tennis better today? We always do. I think we did. And we did it without any women's help. <laughs> Title nine again. Title nine. When the women aren't here. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I, the, the only other women's tennis news I have is uh, Maria. Call in. We'd love to talk to you. You're not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. You better be listening to the pod. <laughs> How do you tweet somebody? Can I tweet her? How do you tweet? <laughs> I need to get <laughs> I, a message. I don't, have a, I don't have the time to explain that. All right. Well, <laughs> we need to get on that and tweet her. Maybe. 
Yes, I'm sure she'll respond immediately. She's just waiting to hear from us. All right, well, Corey, it's good having you. I think maybe we just ought to just get rid of everybody, yeah, just me and you, buddy. Of course. Just me and you, the brains behind the operation. Ready to take over for Mike and Mike I said next that, year. I said that for one reason, so she, when she <laughs> listens, she'd get pissed off. Oh, God, That's how we test if, if she listens So what she gets for being in Hawaii without us. Yeah. All right, well, anything else, buddy? I think that's it. All right. Well, everybody out there, make sure you've got to spread the word. We are growing. We are growing. The American audience is growing, and I'm getting more and more random countries out of nowhere. <laughs> Unlike tennis, we want to be international. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are. It's it's uh, Facebook. I guess it's Facebook, uh, because how else would these random people, um, or maybe they're not people. Maybe it's some kind of I a... I think it's our rich traveling uh, fan base. I don't know. I don't either, but I, I, let me just give you a couple. Philippines, Costa Rica, Belarus, that. Spain. Man, I told are, you, Uncle all, Tony, we are, Italy. <laughs> we are all over. So No wonder uh, it all won the French. He's been listening to the podcast. Yeah, we helped him out. But if you're American, well, I mean, we love our international right. fans. But we want you, if you're an American listening in America, by all means, please spread the word. Uh, don't forget, you can also go to our website, send us any comments mainly if they're good. Um, I got a tweet comment, but I don't know how to deal with it because uh, I don't know tweeting. Was it stuff. from Maria? No, it was not. You would have dealt with it then if you figured oh, it out. Oh, yeah. I would have drove to wherever she's at. <laughs> um, I hope I don't scare her off. Sorry, Maria. I didn't mean that. I'm just kidding around. Um, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Go on our website, comments, yeah. questions, topics you want to hear. And if you are getting this, just via Facebook or off the link from our website. That's wonderful. But go to iTunes and subscribe. You can have it just where it downloads automatically and it's there for you. Just, you know, like your favorite blanket, your security blanket. It's there for you. After a tough league loss, you just turn on the <laughs> podcast and you're right back at it. Right. Um, and then I think if you rate and review it highly, I think that'll help too. I think it gets like pushed up to the top of something or another. I don't know how it all works, but I hear other podcasts say this, so I'm <laughs> right. repeating what they say. The so rate and review it, give it all kinds of stars, as yeah. many stars as they have, give it to them, and uh, and then spread the word. Definitely spread the word, get it out there. Let's keep this thing growing. And until next time, thanks for joining the revolution. Bye guys. Bye Maria. Bye.